0: And welcome to TLF Gems, a podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. And I'm Greg Roche. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing our own client survey that we've we've recently completed.
1: Yeah, it's been a little bit different this year, but just before we, we, we go on to that, one of the things I really like about us doing our own client survey, Stephen, is I think it just reminds us what our clients see oh, is the score going to go up and down? Oh, do you know what? A client said something that that I don't agree with. Oh, I wonder what they're going to say. And I think that whole, I always think it's a really good reminder, an opportunity for us to actually feel like a client, not just see the world through our client's eyes, but actually feel like one of our clients.
0: (laughs) I think it's a really, I mean, obviously we do it because we care about what our clients think and we want to make sure our client experience is as good as it can be. But on top of that, or well, even if that wasn't the case, I think it's um, it's a really salutary exercise for us to to have that experience of kind of nervously waiting for the score and reading through the comments and going, "Oh, that's not quite fair," or you know, all all, sort, yeah. all the stuff we put our clients through, we have to put ourselves through it as well to to sort of understand it. I think
1: absolutely, and the frustration when someone chooses anonymity and <laughs> you want to know who they are. <laughs> Yes, it it really, I think, is a very useful exercise on lots and lots of ways, yeah.
0: As we've mentioned, we do the survey every year, um, but this has been a bit of a peculiar year, hasn't it? So what was our thinking in terms of getting the timing of the survey right and how we address the issue of of COVID?
1: Yes, we usually do it regularly every sort of March, April time to fit in um, with our sort of financial year because we bonus people on it. But it just didn't seem right to do it last sort of April and May as we were all trying to come to, well, as we were trying to start working from home in a successful way. And all the stuff that was happening with clients and people being furloughed and and, and all that sort of stuff. So so we didn't do it at that uh, moment. But we made a commitment to do it when we thought, really, as soon as possible, when we thought, A, things would be a bit more balanced. So one of the things that we did do this year was do a really completely different angle on it. Because what we were feeling as an organization is there had been so much change in the year. What are our clients thinking? So we went for a much more qualitative questionnaire in terms of how we were performing in lockdown, how we could support them, how they thought we'd do, the future challenges that are coming, how COVID has affected them. And I think it's probably, the first time usually you have a sense of what your clients think <laughs> and you certainly have you know you know really whether you're happy or sad or somewhere in, you know in the middle but i honestly think this year i'm thinking i wonder what they are thinking partly because our situation has completely altered but so is theirs and Even without getting into the whole working from home and are you overthinking things and they're working from home and now are they overthinking things? But that's perhaps reassurance of just, I want to know what they're thinking. Yeah, the scores to some degree, but that's very much the second part, just wanting to know what are they thinking and how are they feeling?
0: What's interesting about that is that a lot of people at the moment are discussing that kind of thing in their customer research because – COVID is such a big uh, landscape-changing issue. Um, yeah. and we, you know, we may never go back to the old normal. I think, in many ways, we probably won't. But really, that's always true, isn't it? Like, customer research is not about a score. It's about understanding where your customers are, what matters to them, where they see the world going, and that's always the, you know those things are always changing on an individual level. If for lots of different companies and lots of different industries, or lots of lots of people, lots of individuals in their own lives. But this is one big thing that affects everyone. So it's, it's obvious we have to address it. It's probably a good reminder we should always be addressing those questions. Right. You know, how, is, how is what matters to customers changing? How are their needs changing? How are their lives and behavior changing?
1: Yeah, and, and I think if we think about our clients, you know, everyone's questionnaire has altered so much this year. You just can't, you know, do a file save as, keep the tracking survey going, you're missing out on this this tremendous change which is you know which is affecting everything what's important to people their views their values and how you're delivering and all that sort of stuff so sort of linking into that we did do a couple of changes this year which i thought was sort of quite interesting for the first time we offered a web survey as an an option rather than just telephone interviews and the logic behind that we just want to give you know our clients the easiest way to you know, respond and we're conscious, some people working hours and kids at home and all that sort of um, um, stuff. Um, I have to say though, Stephen, I was absolutely surprised that over a third, it was 35% of our clients actually chose web as the way yeah. to respond.
0: Yeah, I think it is really interesting that. Partly that is probably at least a little bit because of people working at home effectively. So they're sort of getting used to, to doing more stuff Online rather than, um, you know, on the phone. I I think what's interesting, and in a way, I I, I wish we'd started offering web surveys a year or two before. Yeah, that's that's the benchmark. Um, But I think, you know, the general principle, which is exactly what we'd say to clients, is customers should be able to complete your survey in the way that works best for them, just as, you know, they can do anything else in the way that works best for them. It is interesting from a research point of view, because we would tend to say, especially in b2b that a telephone interview gets you better quality results you know better quality comments let's say yes as a general rule that's not always true but as a general rule is is that what we found with our own survey
1: no (laughs) it was really really interesting when when reading the comments i couldn't tell by the depth of comment really whether it's telephone or web and perhaps the other sort of um traditional research myth that, that to, to, to bust is that it might be that less satisfied people chose the web option um again that was not um not the case with us and i suppose just to throw in a, a, a couple of facts you know we interviewed 122 people it's business to business and we actually ended up with a net promoter score of 83.2 so that's really high levels of um, client satisfaction which we are actually really chuffed about we ended up with an, an average overall satisfaction score of 9.1 so we're not talking about dissatisfied clients here who have used web as as a means to vent so it, it, it really is sort of interesting um, in, in terms of from that angle and linking in, 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 into that Stephen as well is um, of the 122 25 people chose anonymity which again just surprised me in previous years we've had we'd have had two or three mm. who chose anonymity. But um, and say we've got really high customer satisfaction, the relationship score really high. There's nothing from that point of view where anonymity is being chosen because I'm about to say something really critical or personal. What what were your thoughts about um about that?
0: Yeah, I think it is interesting that, and, and I think i don't have evidence for this but i would say anecdotally i have a slight feeling that the world in general is slightly trending towards choosing anonymity more often i agree and i don't know exactly what what's behind it. i don't know if it's sort of awareness of you know privacy concerns GDPR, yeah. companies, gdpr and data protection and all that stuff is there a difference in anonymity between web and phone
1: no no there's, there, there's not i have noticed with some of our clients, when we've done some uh, looked at where people have chosen anonymity, that's actually some of the uh, quite a big proportion of them are really really satisfied. Mm. Um, in fact, top box scoring in many ways. And the conclusion I'd sort of gone to with their customers, and perhaps applying that same logic somewhat to our clients, is I wonder if choosing anonymity is sometimes people saying. I've given you the feedback. I'm happy to give you the feedback. Let's just leave it there. No more follow-up required. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and not in a bad way, but, you know, that's it. And the best way of just making sure, you know, that there's nothing else required and no one's going to contact you on the back of it and blah, 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 is just to choose anonymity as a way of saying that's the process finished.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Um, And what's interesting is the sort of flip side of that is that implicitly, therefore to some extent if people are choosing or are allowing you to know who they are then they are sort of expecting a contact potentially.
1: yeah and again like the like some of our clients really satisfied customers choosing anonymity so it's not that they require anything else hmm. to perhaps doing sort of um, closure on it one of the things i really love about our client survey that i should have said at the beginning really is and, and we'll just touch on a couple of the perhaps some of the results of, 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 of the more generally interesting questions is just like our clients. When we present our results out to ourselves as a client managers, the board, the management team, someone always says the comment, yeah, but our customers are different to everyone else's customers. <laughs> they know rating scales and research and they understand that promoter score. <laughs> and we just default what every client says, that our customers are different to everyone else's. <laughs> it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. And my response to the clients when they say that is always, effectively maybe but tough you chose your customers I mean you didn't have to do this job
1: again that's a good learning point that <laughs> you know you know a, a you know a good learning point for us um perhaps just to sort of pick on up, up on a, a a couple of the sort of the questions that the the that we asked at a, more, at, at a more sort of general level. We started the interview off by asking about COVID in terms of um, how has the last 12 months impacted the momentum and progress of your customer experience research programme, uh, positively or, or negatively? You know, How has the last 12 months impacted on the momentum and progress of your customer experience research programme? And I think, again, it's just wonderful talking to customers, because my prejudge was it was going to be all negative mm. you know because there's people who've had to cease surveys for obvious reasons that like the activities ceased there's economic reasons um, we've we definitely seen it tougher for people to get databases and stuff like that so I, I was probably a little bit surprised that that 46 percent said something quite positive really in, in, you know mm. in, in terms of the impact
0: yeah I think it, it is really interesting that because it some of the negatives were really obvious stuff like we have had to stop surveying when you know because we're not doing the, the work that we'd normally survey about uh, or we don't feel it's the right time to you know bother people yeah. or people won't be in the office so we don't have the right phone number for them and you know all these kind of practical good practical reasons to not do the research the positives i thought were much more because obviously there's no particular practical positive, but the positives were more kind of, or well, people are engaging with this, you know, the importance of customers more. So, you know, there's more focus on the survey program to help us do that. And so it's more to me than the negatives were very pr- practical and yes. that means we can solve them. And the positives were very sort of, almost more cultural, more, more kind of now yeah the business is committing to the importance of customers
1: yeah it does take you know in that scenario everyone's thinking what are our customers thinking boy you, you know just the same thought process as, as us and perhaps it would be exaggerating to say remembering the value of a customer but it certainly does highlight the value of a customer when you know a scenario like this you you know um, mm. happens and and i mean we even saw it just client by client and sector by sector. You know, a couple of our clients have really had some very tough economic times mm-hmm. um, and how COVID has affected them in, 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 in some of the obvious industries of sort of travel and hospi- hospitality. Some others have never been busier. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's there it, it just isn't a sort of rule of thumb, you know, a, a, a rule of thumb there. But yeah, it, it was quite interesting that it had seemed to place an emphasis on the value of customers at that level. Sort of thinking about the, the the sort of back end of that. We ended the you know the survey about thinking about the forthcoming months. What challenges do you foresee for yourself, your customers, and you know, and, and your organization? So you know, what are the challenges um, going forward? And you know, and we obviously asked what you know what we could do to help. But I thought it, there was quite a strong um, consensus in terms of you know the challenges coming forward. How do we manage the return to the office? Managing workload managing through uncertainty and sort of economic impact. That top one, managing the return to the office normality, very topical at the moment in terms of, you know, the top 50 employers saying where people will be working or not working. And watch all your sort of thoughts on returning to an office linking to customer satisfaction? Big question there for you. from
0: Well, it is interesting that, I think, because if we think of – for now, let's narrow it, because I always – it always troubles me when sort of discussions about customer experience get very restricted to effectively a sort of contact center type uh, conversation but for now let's do that anyway um i think one one of the things that is going to be really tricky is it was sort of i think it was easy when everyone was in the office and it's easy when everyone's at home relatively although there were lots of things to to figure out yeah i think getting the hybrid future to work is we don't i think collectively none of us knows how that works best yet and that's what we're going to have to figure out now, having do you have to get teams into the office at the same time do you effectively treat the office as somewhere you go for meetings but people work from home to what extent do you want everyone back in the office there's lots of questions how do you measure performance to mm-hmm.
1: do, you, ex- do you, you know do you accept different levels of performance
0: well so what what this is a pet bugbear of mine right but one of the uh you have a lot growth, of pet book This is very true. Yeah. This is why I need a podcast. One of the the growth industries during lockdown has been spyware, uh, as in like corporate yeah. tools to spy. Spy is perhaps a loaded term to monitor the productivity of their employees, <laughs> and I think that's the wrong solution to a problem that's real. So it's. Yes, okay, you, you no longer have your people in the office. How do you know what they're, what they're doing? Are they using their time well? Are they working at all? You know, Are they what, sat at home watching daytime TV? Would I be naive in saying
1: trust them, <laughs> recruit them, trust it's, them, give them the tools and measure thing. the outputs?
0: Do you, do you trust your people. If you do, then trust them. If you don't trust them, then you need to do right. something about that. And the something is not looking over their shoulder virtually. The something is getting people you
1: do trust for me that would seem a much better solution we may be being a bit idealistic but but um yeah it's it's, it's sort of very interesting how that's going to sort of work its way out and how it's going to work its way out via customer satisfaction you know I, I bet it won't be long before we've got a database from a client saying can you do this split because these people were serviced from this group of people and these people were serviced from this group of people and it might you know and we've always do things by geography location blah, blah 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 blah. but the split will be you know office workers home workers mm. that'll be interesting
0: well, that'll well, be it will really, be interesting, really interesting like i say you know in many ways the answer is um, it's too early to tell we we know that i think with a reasonable degree of certainty that let's say in a year's time or two years time we don't have to think too much about coronavirus hopefully we still won't have returned to 2018 2019
1: ways of working. Uh, no, I mean, the hybrid model has definitely shown positives and negatives for both locations of working, isn't it? And the best organisations, I'm sure, are going to embrace the positives on both locations and try and address the negatives on both lo- locations rather than it being an either or scenario.
0: Exactly right. One of them, <laughs> I've got another bug there now. When when you have a change, especially one as big as this, there are inevitably negative things that go along with that. That doesn't mean that the answer is to go back to the way things were before. It means you have to figure out how to solve those negative things. Yeah. I don't like the Normal, you know,
1: back to normality mm-hmm. phrase too much. I I I guess why it's being used because we want to go back and sit in a crowded restaurant and do things that we used to do, but we're never going to go back to how it was because things ha- there's been a change, <laughs> and so it will be a new norm. It will be it'll be a different way of doing things. It won't be the same way. You know, life has
0: moved on. Yeah, absolutely right. And all of us individually will reconsider which things we miss and want to go back to for their own sake, and which things we put up with, but actually we don't have to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was just one one final sort of bit to just call out of our our, our sort of client as I think it might be sort of quite interesting. Is 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 we asked our clients? You know, we've done a lot of podcast webinars. Um, Uh, you know during lockdown tried to keep the content and the information going Um, and that seems to be very well received With people thinking it's really useful and value and all that sort of thing we did ask what topics our clients would like us to cover over the next 12 months and again it it just shows you you know you you just you you have a thought and when you ask clients you know you 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 realize that thought is completely wrong I thought there'd be a whole array of answers about this that lots of different things but absolutely dominant was we'd like to know about trends (laughs) Um, and I guess that reflects us slightly on the conversation we've just been having you know in this changing scenario please tell us what's happening out there
0: yeah and again it's it, this is often the case with with survey you, you, you have a great idea for a question you get the answers you go oh, I wish I knew what the trend on this was because is it going up is it going down or would it always have been like this <laughs> um, it's very hard to interpret data properly without that historical context isn't it um, so in this instance I, my instinct like yours is that probably that focus on trends you know how's the landscape evolving is probably particularly strong this year and if we'd asked it in twenty nineteen, it wouldn't have been as strong. It perhaps might have been there, but not as strong. Yeah, but I can't prove that. <laughs> you know, maybe that's always the case. But yeah, I, I think you know the, the the clear picture is that our clients are telling us they want to know from us you know what what we think trends in customer experience and and customer research are um, and we will do our best <laughs> to to kind of figure it out it's quite
1: a clear briefing for us really and in some way makes it quite easy thinking of our our training programs webinars and no doubt no doubt future podcasts i suppose the final thing um you know why do you do a survey take actions take actions. so we we're pleased really high Client satisfaction, lots of positive comments, and if any of our clients listen to us, thank you very much. There was a lot of kind words said about us as an organisation and the people that we sort of employ as, as 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 individuals. So thank you very much for that, and thank you for giving your feedback. We've done as we would practice what we preach. You know, the results have gone out to everyone. <laughs> you know, the client managers, the board, the management team, the staff meeting, and I think one of the things again in sort of B2B markets, we've distributed. Sort of the que- well not sort of the questionnaire to the relevant teams on it because as researchers we often look across the data but just understanding what this client said from start to end just really does let you get into the way they are thinking and that's really what this was what what this was all about so we've done the easy bit of feeding back to staff we're obviously going to go back to Clients and say thank you for taking part and sort of confirm some of the actions that we're going to do as a as as a result of it. And I think one of the things that really came out this year, which we've seen before, and it's definitely where we're trying to go as an organization, is the difference from being, you know, a great supplier to just being a true partner. We got lots of nines and tens in terms of overall satisfaction and, and we probed. And you could and it's always great reading positive ones, particularly when it's about you, you know you, you know your own organisation. But there was a difference between people saying, you know, nine, ten, great supplier, professional, deliver on time, stuff's always right. Yep, couldn't ask for more of them. And those just taking it that step further, who are saying, do you know what? Value their opinion, the relationship we have with them, their advice matters. We get them involved in other things. And and I think that came out much more this year than ever years. And I think part of it might be the fact we've got more to do the full circle. We've got more qualitative than quant. But that that I found very interesting and very positive for the future as well.
0: Yeah. And I think it's an important part of who we are, who we want to be really as an organisation is we do want to be more than just a supplier. And that doesn't mean we forget about doing good quality research and making sure the numbers are right. But. Let's do the the research, make sure the numbers are right, and then do Absolutely. a little bit more with that. Yeah.
1: You know, I think we have the classic hygiene factors and Gibbons. You know, you know, in terms of providing a lot of numbers and a lot of reports, accuracy, quality, insights, all stuff arriving on time are classic Gibbons, where uh, no one ever phones up and says, "Thanks for getting that number right and delivering it on the day you said you would." Mm-hmm. But you know, we put so much emphasis on 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 those things, knowing that if that doesn't happen, that is a major major issue quite rightly so
0: well that seems uh, like we've come to sort of natural finish um so thank you very much for listening if you're using itunes please subscribe rate and review us and if you want to get in touch you can find us on twitter at tlf research or at TLFResearch.com. thanks everyone